Hello, good morning. This is Rick Pina, and I'm bringing you today's word for June 19th, 2023. So today, June 19th, before I get into the word, is Juneteenth. And so this is a, a special day in the United States of America, and just want to acknowledge that. Uh, we want to acknowledge the fact that today we honor the resilience, the strength, and the spirit of those who fought for freedom and equality. This is the day that marks the emancipation of enslaved African Americans in the United States of America. And so for that, we give God praise and we pray that, that the United States of America will continue to grow and be united under God, that God will bring us together, that we won't allow even politics to divide us. I don't know why, but as believers, I don't want to get too deep into this, but as believers, it hurts my heart that I see believers who, who believe the same thing under the bloodstained banner of Jesus Christ arguing over who you voted for. Come on. You should not allow these things to divide us. Let's let's be united under Christ. We have too much in common to be uncommon. Say we are united. Say that. All right. So now let's get into the word for this morning. I've been teaching a series on, I did five months on the miracles of Jesus. Now we're doing the parables of Jesus. We're looking at the parable of the sower. I call this the mother of all parables. As we get into this parable again today, this is part 14 of the series. So we're, we're already three weeks into this parable. The title of today's message is Carefree Living. But you could put in the chat, Carefree Living, you put you could put in the chat, I don't give a care. Look, at the end of the day, you know how I'm going to live? I'm going to live free from the cares of this world. The cares of this world have no power over me. You ready? Get ready to receive. All right, so before we actually get into the message on the parable, um, there's a scripture that we've been looking at at our church uh, from Psalms 126 and verse 4 from the Passion Translation, and it's something that God gave us for this year, and we're meditating on it all year, and so I share it with you pretty much every day. This is what the Bible says, now, Lord, do it again. Say, Lord, do it again. Lord, do it again. Restore us to the former glory. So whatever you lost along the way, I know that 2022 was difficult for many people. I know that going all the way back to the pandemic, People have experienced somewhat, some people say that it's been a dry season, but if you had a dry season, then guess what? In this season, God is going to drench you again. The Bible says, may streams of your refreshing flow over us until dry hearts are drenched again. Say, Lord, drench me again. I'm talking about refreshing and restoring is what we will experience in this season. So we've been looking at the parable of the sower. Jesus taught this parable, and he says, he that has ears, let him hear. He says, not, not everybody's going to understand these stories because I have these natural stories with supernatural meanings. And he walked away with his team. And when everybody was gone, the team said, well, Jesus, honestly, um, we don't even understand it. And so can you explain it to us? And Jesus said, well, you need to understand this one because if you can't understand this one, how can you understand any of the parables, which is why I call it the mother of all parables. And this is Jesus's explanation to his team. He said, the farmer is like somebody who takes the word of God. The farmer is God. The, the seed is the word. And, and we are the soil, right? Humans are the soil. So the, 
this is what happens. The farmer takes the word of God, and sometimes as he throws the seed, it falls along the path. That's like the people that hear the word of God, but their understanding is unfruitful, and because they don't understand it, they're susceptible to Satan. Satan comes immediately and snatches away the word that was sown in the heart because there's power and potential in the word, and Satan grabs it before it can produce. And so in that, in those type of people, the word doesn't work. There's, it doesn't produce anything. You got it? Okay, so then there's other uh, people that are like rocky ground. Say rocky ground. These are the people that hear the teaching, they quickly and gladly accept it. Those are the people that are super loud, say, hey, man, look, you better preach, pastor. You know, all of that. That's cool and everything. But these people, they do not allow the word of God to go deep into their lives. As a result, as soon as trouble comes, the persecution comes because of the word. I already taught you that the, the power and the potential in the word of God will attract trouble and persecution from the enemy. And so as soon as trouble comes, persecution comes because of the word, these people, the Bible says, they're quick to give up say this, put this in the chat. There's no quit in me, but these people are quick to give up. So the word doesn't produce other people are like seed that's planted amongst the thorny weeds. This is what I'm teaching on right now. Now, these are the people that hear the teaching, uh oh, but their lives have become full of other things. What are the other things? Well, Jesus gave us three categories. He said, the cares of this world, which is what I'm talking about today, the love of money and everything else they want. The cares of this world, they're too, they're too focused on what's going on in this world. They don't understand that they're in this world, but not of this world. Put that in the chat. I am in this world, but not of this world. The love of money. And so now money makes an excellent servant, but a poor master. Money is their master and you cannot serve, Jesus said, God and money. And then lastly, everything else they want. So they have competing desires and they have competing priorities and they, they just... They live their lives based on the things that are birthed in their heart and not in the heart of God for them. And so what happens? All of these things grow like weeds and choke out the word and the word doesn't work. <laughs> so these are three types of people that the word doesn't work. Okay, well, here's the fourth category. And, and here, the word works. Put that in the chat. The word works for me. And so other people are like good ground. Say good ground. Say I'm good ground. They hear the teaching. Uh oh, now they, they accept it. And they give the word of God the priority that it deserves. And they allow the word of God to go deep into their lives and they don't have competing priorities and they just let the word of God do what it does and it does, and it, it does what it does and it produces a harvest, sometimes 30 times more, sometimes 60 times more and sometimes 100 times more. So on Friday's message, I talked about the worries of this life or the cares of this world and I'm gonna flow in that same vein again today. So what does this mean for you today? I did all of that just to set up the message. You got it? I have 10 things to share with you on this Monday morning. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to level set. We're going to set the tone for our week with these 10 thoughts. You ready? Here's number one. You get to choose what you meditate on. You get to choose. You're, you actually get to, to choose what you think about all day, right? You can tell your thoughts what to think about. And as a result, because feelings amplify your thoughts, you're basically telling your feelings how to feel. And so you get to choose what you meditate and medicate on day and night. You get to choose. So you can choose to meditate and medicate on the promises of God, or you can choose to meditate and medicate on the cares of this world. So there's stuff going on in this world. I'm not, I mean, I'm cognizant of what's going on in this world. I do watch the news. I do kind of stay abreast of current events, you know, but I'm not going to allow those things to be my priority. Like those things are just a reminder to me that I'm in this world, but I'm not of this world. I'm going to meditate and medicate on the word of God day and night. I'm getting my orders from headquarters. I'm getting my instructions from heaven. And so as the father leads me, guides me and directs me, I'm not, I don't care 
about the cares of this world, right? I already told you, I don't give a care. I don't care about the cares of this world because if I did, if I take on the care of the cares of this world, the cares of this world can choke out the word and I'm not going to let that happen. So I get to choose what I meditate on and I am going to meditate and medicate on the word of God. Say amen to that. You got it? You get to choose. And so you get to choose what you think about all day. You should choose to meditate on the word of God. Do not allow the cares of this world to choke out the word. All right. Number two, I cannot overstate the significance of winning the battle in your mind. Put this in the chat. I win the battle in my mind. I'm winning the battle for my thoughts, right? Why? Because the battle in your mind, listen, there's a battle in your mind to think the way that God thinks, which is why you got to meditate and meditate on God's word day and night, or to meditate on the cares of this world, right? Meditating on the cares of this world. Oh my God. You know what the, the, the stock market is all messed up. Oh, the economy is going crazy. Oh, have you looked at the jobs report? Oh, there's another outbreak of COVID. Oh, this is there's another school shooting. Oh, there's this guy, you know, all of this stuff. Well, you can choose to meditate and medicate on that stuff, or you could choose to meditate and medicate on the cares of this world, uh, on the things of God. So if I'm going to think about the things of God, if I'm going to set my mind on the things that are above, if I'm going to meditate on God's promises toward, listen, don't you have things that you're doing? Like if God called you to do stuff, you have things to do. And if you have things to do, like you should have some stuff on your vision board or if you do vision boards and you should have some things that you're thinking about meditating on, believing God for, you got too much to to be focused on to be worried about the case of this world. Whatever you think in your mind, whatever you speak from your lips will directly influence the outcomes of your life. Your life is going to produce whatever you think about and whatever you speak. Because your thoughts and your words will impact or drive your actions. And so your thoughts and your words and your actions are going to directly influence what your life is producing. And so I can see what your life, I know what you're thinking about by just listening to you. Out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks, right? And so your mouth is telling everybody on the outside what's happening on the inside of your heart. And so I know faith has has a language. I, I, I can hear the language of faith. I can tell if you're, let's say that, that, that there's a disease that attached itself to your body. And right now you're in a faith fight. And so the doctors are telling you stuff, but the Holy Spirit is telling you stuff. And the doctors are telling you stuff, but the word is telling you stuff. And so when I talk to you, I can tell which one you're listening to. Just by listening to you, I know which one, what's going on. You got to win the battle in your heart and in your mind. Like you got to meditate and meditate on God's word day and night. If you're repeating back to me only what the doctor said, if you're repeating back to me only what the diagnosis, the prognosis, and the status is, if that's all you're repeating back to me, but you don't have no, but God in there, you know what I'm saying? You, you don't have no, but God said, I'm standing on, I'm believing God for it, none of that. If you don't have none of that, listen, that, then you have taken on the kids of this world and the kids of this world are going to choke out the word and you did it to yourself. Say amen to that. Jesus said, listen, the same sower took the same word, put it in four different types of soil, and it produced four different types of results. The problem was not with the sower, and the problem was not with the seed. The problem was with the soil, and we are the soil. This is is a reality. We got to come to grips with this thing. We get to choose. We need to win the battle. Put this in the chat. I win the battle for my mind. Number three, Solomon told us in Proverbs chapter four and verse 23 to guard our hearts and our minds with all diligence. Why? Because because out of it 
flows the issues of, of life. Another translation says, your thoughts control your life. So your thoughts are going to control your life. So you need to guard your heart, guard your mind, guard your thoughts, guard your words, because out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth is going to speak. So whatever you think about and whatever you declare is what you're going to have. Let me, let me be clear about this. This is why I have you to declare the word of God at the end of every message. Whatever you think about and whatever you declare is what you're going to have. You will have whatsoever you say. So you got to be careful not to speak negative. Like just yesterday, we have this thing in our house where Isabella and I pretty much don't speak negative. But if, if anybody does say anything negative, one of our kids says something yesterday, and I don't think he meant it, but I said, that's your confession. I believe it's coming to pass. He said, no, 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 no. I don't want that. Then why'd you say it? Right? I mean, you, you got to, Jesus said, when you, when you stand before him in heaven, you're going to have to give account for every idle word that you spoke, every non-productive word, that your words are that important. So what you're thinking about and what you declare, what you speak. So when you are thinking and meditating on the word of God, when you are speaking the word of God over your life, what you're doing is you're preparing your heart to be in an environment that is conducive to the word of God so that the word of God can produce and so that the word of God can work so that the word of God can cause you to live a fruitful and a prosperous life. So your mental uh, and your uh, verbal alignment is important. Say this, say my mental and my verbal alignment is important. So it is important for you not to just sit here repeating what, what you heard on the news, not to just sit here and repeating the cares of this world. Don't just sit here and repeat what the doctor said or what the lawyer said or what the bank said. Don't just sit there and speak negative over your life because what you're doing is you're meditating and medicating on the cares of this world and the cares of this world will choke out the word. So you have to do it. You, you, nobody else can do it for you. You have to control your own heart and your mind. Say amen to that. Number four, God can accomplish anything through a person that's completely submitted into him. God doesn't need your ability. He has all the ability. But what God is looking for is your availability. So how do you make yourself available? Well, it's not about you doing this or that. One of the main things that you make yourself, to make yourself available to God is by meditating and medicating on God's word day and night. Lord, I thank you. This is what you call me to do. Now, I, Lord, you know, I, I, I don't know. Half the time, I don't know what I'm doing. But Father, you give me the wisdom. You give me the insight. I'm going to go to this job. I'm going to go uh, on this business. I'm going to go here because you told me to go. And Lord, I, you just lead me and guide me and direct me. And I'm open. And you're meditating. And you're medicating on the word. And you're giving yourself over to God. And you're submitting unto him. And so when you do it that way, and you do it from that perspective, and, and you're thinking about him all, all the time, and you have your heart open, what's happening? Now you're free, not only to be led by the divine impulses of the Holy Spirit, but your heart is, is free from the cares of this world so that the work can work. But if you sit there and meditate uh, on, on the cares of this world, you're not giving the word of God the time or the space that it deserves. So it won't work. It won't produce a harvest. Now, when you do allow the word of God to do what it does and you go out there and you venture out, John 14 and 10, you remind yourself, you know what? It's the father who lives in me. He gives me the words. He performs the work. It's not about me. Say this. Say it's all about him. All right, number five. You have a choice this morning. You can choose what you set your mind on. Colossians 3 and 2, I've told you this many times. Like, like you could set a thermostat. You could set your mind to the heaven setting. Click, 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 click. The Bible says, set your mind on the things that are above 
not the cares of this world. I'm going to set my mind on the things that are above. I'm not a mere human. Say that. Put this in the chat. I am not a mere man. I am not a mere human. I am born from above. I'm going to set my mind on the things that are above. I'm not confined by the limits of this world. I'm not limited by the limits of this world. I, I am not a mere human. I'm not just, a, you know, why? Because I was born from above. The word born again in John chapter three is a Greek, <coughs> Greek word, anothen. The Greek word anothen means born from above. I was, bo I was born the first time in this world, but the second time I was born again, when I was born again the second time, I was born from above. And so now I'm setting my affections on the things that are above. I'm meditating and medicating on God's word day and night. Now I can operate beyond the limits of this humanity because I'm not I'm in this world, but I'm not of this world. Why? Because I'm setting my mind on the things that are above. The word of God can do what it does in my life. I'm led by the Holy Spirit. This is the way that I'm supposed to live. Number six, the cares of this world can be overwhelming. Yeah, I understand. Listen, I'm not... I'm not ignorant to that, right? At the end of the day, there are people that love God that are battling depression. There are people that love God that are battling thoughts of suicide. So I understand that the cares of this world can be overwhelming. Oh, woe is me. What am I going to do? What am I going to do about this? What am I going to do about that? You're taking on the cares of this world. But if you meditate on the cares of this world, this parable, Jesus is saying, man, you know what's going to happen? Is, is the cares of this world is going to choke out the word. But by meditating on the word of God, God, I'm going to med meditate on God. I'm going to meditate on his word and I'm going to meditate on his commitment to me. Let me repeat that. I'm going to meditate on God, who God is. Lord, I love you. You're the God that sits on the circle of the earth. I'm going to meditate on his word. Okay. What does his word say about me? I'm the head and not the tail above only not beneath. I'm the winner, not the loser. I'm the victim, not the victim. Okay. And then I'm going to meditate on God's commitment to me. Oh Lord, I thank you that even when I am faithless towards you, your word says that you are faithful towards me for you cannot deny my, yourself. So I'm going to meditate on God. I'm going to meditate on God's word. I'm going to meditate on God's commitment to me. When I meditate on all those things, watch this. I just naturally release anxiety, care, worry, and stress. Anxiety, care, worry, and stress have no space when I'm meditating and medicating on God, his word, and his commitment to me. You got it? So anxiety and care and worry and stress <clears throat> have no power over me. Why? Because I'm meditating on, on God and his goodness. Therefore, I get to live the grace life. I'm not taking on any pressure to perform. My life is not about me. My life is all about him. I enter into God's rest. Man, I live good. I sleep good. I, I have no stress, no worry, no care. Say amen to that. Say, I don't give a care. All right, number seven, make a conscious decision today to prioritize the word of God above all else. When you meditate on God and his promises and you declare them, which is why I have you to declare it over your life. When you meditate on the word and you declare the word over your life, what's, what's going to happen is your actions, your decisions will be shaped by the word of God. Why? Because you're thinking about it and speaking about it all day long. You're thinking about it and speaking about it all day long. You're thinking about it and speaking about it all day long. It's going to drive your actions. It's, it's going to drive your decisions. And then at that point, the word is going to produce a bountiful harvest from your life. Number eight, one way to live free from the cares of this world is by developing a lifestyle of prayer. Put this in the chat. Say, I develop a lifestyle of prayer. So when you pray, you open up a direct line of communication to the Father, and you are seeking his wisdom, his guidance, his insight, uh, his presence in every area and every aspect of your life. 
And when you are that way, when, I, when I'm praying and I'm spending time with the Father and I'm getting insight, wisdom, revelation, knowledge, and understanding, and I'm also spending time in his presence, then at that point, what happens is that the, in the presence of God, there's a peace. And there's a peace that passes all understanding. And so as I spend time in, and I commune with God, I have communion with the Father in prayer, what happens is that my prayer life actually impacts my thoughts, my decisions, and my actions. Why? Because when I go into the day, I know that I'm, I'm walking with God and God is walking with me. So put in the chat, say, I have a prayer life. I develop a prayer life and my prayer life is critical to my life. Number nine, I have 10 things. Let me give you the last two and I'll let you go. The word of God has the power to renew your mind. Say this, my mind is renewed. I, my mind is being renewed. But how? By the word of God. By meditating and medicating on God's word day and night, it will, the word of God will saturate your thoughts and it will influence your perspective and it will enable you to see life through God's eyes. Ooh, say that. Say, I see life. Put this in the chat. I see life through God's eyes. I see life from God's point of view. And at that point, I am empowered to be able to respond to circumstances and situations by faith. Why? Because I know that I am empowered by grace. So the grace of God is on me. Therefore, I can respond in faith without wavering, without a doubt. And the cares of this world, let me, I'm going to close with two powerful points. When I'm meditating, medicating on God's word day and night, and my mind is renewed, the cares of this world don't even register in my heart. Put that in the chat. Say the cares of this world don't register in my heart. They don't even bubble up to the point where I'm paying attention to them. They don't register in my heart. Why? Because I'm in this world. I'm not of this world. I'm going to close with this very powerful point. I may deal with this again tomorrow. I'm not sure. John 17. But number 10 is the last point, And it's something I want you to meditate on as I release you into this day. One of the reasons why the cares of this world did not negatively impact Jesus is because Jesus knew that he was in this world, but not of this world. And so in the Lord's Prayer, what I call the Lord's Prayer is not the Our Father Prayer. What I call the Lord's Prayer is the prayer that Jesus prayed in John 17, because he is our Lord and is the prayer that he prayed. So in John 17, in this Lord's Prayer that I call the Lord's Prayer, Jesus prayed for us. I don't know if you know that Jesus prayed for you. He prayed for you. You should read John 17 when you get a chance. I'm going to give you just a snippet of it. So in John chapter 17, verses 13 through 18, I'm, this is just a, a, a portion of a prayer that Jesus prayed for you. And I want you to think about this prayer, this portion of it, and think about, think about how important it is based on what I'm talking about today and how you can live free from the cares of this world, carefree living. I don't give a care. You got it? John 17 verses 13 through 18. This is part of Jesus's prayer. This is what Jesus said. He's praying to the Father. He says, Father, I am coming to you now, but I say these things while I'm still in the world so that they, meaning us in the world, may have the full measure of my joy within them. I have given them your word, which is that seed. Come on now. I have given them your word and the world has hated them for it. For they are not of this world any more than I'm not of this world. My prayer is not that you take them out of the world, but that you protect them in the world from the evil one. They are not of this world, even as I am not of it. So Father, while they're in the world, I need them to be sanctified and set apart. How do I do this? Sanctify them by the truth. 
your word is truth. As you have sent me into the world, I now have sent them into the world. Come on now. Jesus prayed that. So Jesus is saying, what? I'm in this world. I'm not of this world. They're in this world. They're not of this world. Just as much as I'm not of this world, they're not of this world. And Father, I'm going to send them into, I don't want you to take them out of the world. I want you, I'm going to send them in, keep them from the evil one. And I want them to be sanctified or, or protected or set apart. How am I going to do that? With your word. Your word is truth. I put your word down inside of them. And then what happens? I send them into the world. And when I send them into the world, they're supposed to be in this world, but not of this world. Say this, I'm in this world, but I'm not of this world. And if you know that you're like in this world, like Jesus was, but not of this world, then you can't take on the cares of this world because you're not from here. You were born here, but you're not from here. You're from up there. And so if you're in this world, but you're not of this world, then the cares of this world have no power over you. Put that in the chat. The cares of this world have no power over me. I'm saying, I'm preaching better than you saying amen in the chat. All right, let's, let's close this message out with a declaration of faith. I want you to lift up your voice and declare this over your life. Say, Father, this is a season of refreshing and restoring for me. So I boldly declare that I meditate on your word and your word is working in my life. My thoughts and my words align with your truth, producing fruitful, and victorious outcomes. I guard my heart and my mind. I focus on your word day and night. And my heart is an environment where your word works. By meditating on your word, I free myself from the cares of this world. And I position myself for you to do in me and through me what you already planned. I prioritize my prayer life. I have a direct line of communication with you and you give me guidance, wisdom, and peace. I am in this world, but I am not of this world. I am protected and sanctified by your truth. Your word is truth. I release the cares of this world knowing that you are dedicated to my success. So I enter into this day resting in your commitment to me and living the grace life, which is why I can boldly declare greater is coming for me. I declare this by faith in Jesus' name. Amen. This is today's word. Tomorrow, I'm going to have another one. Please apply it and prosper. Listen, li listen to me. I give you my notes every day for free. If you haven't signed up and some people, you dropped off the list and you say, Brother Pena, can you add me back? Listen, add yourself back. Go to todaysword.org, click on the big, big red subscribe button, put in your email address. You're going to get all my notes in your email inbox every day for free. So sign up and get the notes. It doesn't make any sense. Just sign up. If you're not getting the notes, sign up. Listen, do me a favor. This is a message that people need to hear. I know that is Juneteenth and some people didn't tune in. So share the message on your social media, on your timeline and with your friends and leave me some comments in the chat if this message was a blessing to you. I love you. God loves you more. Remember, go into this day knowing that you are in this world but you're not of this world. Have an amazing day. God bless you. If you enjoyed this content and you would like to know more about our ministry or you would like to partner with us in what we're doing in the Caribbean, being a blessing to Haitian children in the Dominican Republic, then please go to ripministries.org. You'll be able to find out more information there. And if you'd like to make a donation, all the donations are tax deductible. 
in the United States. A few months ago, the Lord impressed it upon my heart to set up a coaching and mentorship program, and Isabella and I set that up. And so now we make ourselves available on three different levels for those that want access to us and to learn things about maximizing your potential, increasing your personal productivity, and fulfilling your life's purpose. If you're interested in that, go to patreon.com forward slash Rick Pina. And then lastly, the Lord impressed it upon my heart to write several books and journals to help people grow in grace and in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. Please go to rickpina.co if you don't have our material, and there's also apparel there as well. Listen, thank you for being a blessing to us. We pray that our ministry will continue to be a blessing to you.